You may not be able to travel to Israel in 2023, but you can experience the land of the book this year. And we're going to discover how with Dr. Charlie Dyer. He has served for 33 years on the faculty and in the administration of three different institutions, including 20 years at Dallas Seminary and 10 years as provost of the Moody Bible Institute. In 2010, he became professor at large of Bible for Moody Bible Institute and host of The Land and the Book, which you hear right here on Moody Radio Quad Cities. And his book is entitled Experiencing the Land of the Book, A Life-Changing Journey Through Israel. We're going to talk about it with Charlie Dyer, who joins us. Good morning, Charlie. Hey, good morning. It's great being with you. Always good to have you on with us, Charlie. All right, so what are some of the things over your time that uh, you've been traveling to Israel, would you say is kind of uh, changing or things that you've noticed that have changed over those 40 years? Um, well, on the positive side, you know, tourism has grown and it's matured. Uh, some of the uh, hotels and meals and even restroom facilities early on were pretty primitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're a lot better now. The roads are better. Uh, uh, the sites are, are more accept, uh, more, what, what the word I guess you use is accessible, and there are more of them. Now, there are some negatives. Uh, the sites are more crowded. Uh, it was amazing 40 years ago. You pretty much had the place to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, traffic has increased. Uh, it's more difficult to schedule airlines and hotels. Back then, you could set up a trip with about six months' advance notice. Now it's almost two years. Wow. Uh, to get all the access and space. Yeah, uh, people don't realize that I'm, I'm working on trips for 2024 and late 2024 right now. Uh, and and uh, it's just incredible. But So uh, tourism went from you know, a few hundred thousand to, uh, well, this year they're expecting, I think, over $4 million. Oh, my. Oh, wow, that's right. So, Charlie, a lot of people like me are not re- really great travelers, and maybe it wouldn't be wise for us to go <laughs> to the land of the book physically. But you have this wonderful resource, this book, that has so many different places that you visit and, and uh, just stories of experiences you've had. So uh, share with us some of the places that people will be able to see and experience through the book. Yeah, you know, what I found was a lot of people can't go. Financially or physically, uh, those who go find that Israel changes their life. It changes the way they read the Bible. And so what I wanted to do was uh, provide as close to a real experience of traveling to Israel as I could for for those who've been there and want to relive it, or but especially for those who've never been, can't go, and, uh, and and don't know otherwise what it's like. So uh, the, the book is arranged as a trip. So it starts and, and it does site by site the way I would mm. take a group through Israel. Uh, every chapter is a different place that we visit. And uh, I do what I, I do on a trip. I, I, I share what we're looking at, what it means in the Bible, and then some of the humor. I, I found that if you use humor, it, there's something about humor that helps us anchor places. We remember things where we laughed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we remember things where we we had some, some incredibly emotional experience, and so I tried to just uh, share all of those through it, and I, I found uh, on a regular trip to Israel, there are things I share all along the way, like uh, the baptismal site. I get people ready by telling about the lady who got baptized in purple underwear, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, put that in there. People will always remember it, and they'll never forget to bring their, their bathing suit or their, uh, their shorts and t-shirt before they go to get baptized either. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So I imagine, you know, all the many times that you've been there that um, there's different favorites of yours, different things that have happened on different trips, become, and that's why it becomes your favorite. In recent memory, what's one of your favorite places or things that has happened? 
Um, and, you know, for my very first trip on, there's one place that's number one. It's never gotten crowded out. And it's, it's bizarre because people would never think of it, but it's the Judean wilderness mm-hmm. you know, between Jerusalem and the Dead Sea area. Uh, it's, it's always a place of testing in the Bible, the wilderness is, and mm-hmm. it's always where God shows up. He, he shows He can meet our needs. But uh, it's a place where you stand there and you look out and say, I could see Abraham out here. I can see Jesus being tempted in this wilderness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it changes during the year just subtly. In the winter, there's grass. It has kind of a blush of green. And you can see flocks and herds, and suddenly you read Psalm 23 and, and say, it makes sense. Uh, so the, 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 very, the, other, the other thing, I guess I'd say, the very first trip, we spent a day hiking the wilderness. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. We ran out of water halfway through. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, you read about Israel complaining about lack of water in the wilderness, and I thought, those people, you know, weren't they spiritual? And that sounds good until you run out of water. <laughs> yeah, right. Suddenly it makes great sense. But that has just stayed number one for me. And I, I tell people the second favorite place for me is wherever I happen to be at that moment, because mm. uh, I've not found a place I don't like in Israel. Mm. Mm. Wow. So, Charlie, as you think about going on a trip, so many times our experiences of going someplace are the people that we meet. And it's the relationships that we form over that short period of time we're in that city or in that state or in that country. And so share with us some of the people that you've met along the journey going to Israel that have impacted you. Oh, man, you're right. Because people go thinking they're going to see the sites, the stones, Uh, and it's the living stones that really do impact people. Uh, For me, I've used the same bus driver for over 25 years, almost 30 years now. Uh, he's, he's, he blows everybody's categories. He's an Israeli citizen, but he's Arab. Hmm. But being Arab, he's not, uh, not uh, Muslim. He's, he's Christian, but he's not just Orthodox Christian. He's a, he's a born-again believer, hmm. and that happened through the, the testimony of the people on the trip. Wow. Uh, but, hmm. but Munir is just uh, somebody that I've, I fell in love with. I've watched his family grow hmm. up. Uh, but, but even apart from that, you know, the, the, the guides, the drivers people meet, they need to get to know him. But there's others, and uh, some of my favorites, uh, you know John, my co-host. We went over and, and uh, we're, we're recording some uh, things for a Moody Christmas special, and I uh, had a friend in Bethlehem, and I said, can you get us, uh, we want to we interview us, a shepherd, and, and get some uh, sounds with the sheep and the, the goats. And he said, oh, sure, no problem. Well, we get there, and he hadn't done it. So uh, he's a bit embarrassed, but he, said, he, he calls, he says, okay, I got, it, I got it set up. So we drove out to the wilderness. And there's the shepherd comes over the hill with his little flock of sheep and goats, and you know it's perfect. We're, we're recording, we're we're shooting some video, we're we're taking pictures. We try to talk to him, and he he, he can't talk uh, English very well, so we didn't get much with him. But but the shot was great. We're just we're getting ready to leave. We go over to thank him, and then we notice under this traditional Arab uh, garb he's wearing. Uh, he, he's got an Oxford pinpoint shirt, button-down shirt underneath. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going, wait a minute. So is he a real shepherd, or did my buddy call and say, hey, Frank, can you just grab somebody's sheet and come out here? We've got to take this pic, you know, th- th- these guys and help them out. So uh, we, we call him the Oxford shirt shepherd, and we still don't know if he was real or not. <laughs> That's great. Funny story. So I know there's um, a lot of different um, – I guess when people would read about different things in the Bible that are debated, like where did, where did this happen, where did that happen, was this really? How do you handle that when you go on a trip with people? You know, uh, the, the the teacher in me uh, takes over at the beginning because if if there's multiple sites, I try and say, well, here's here's the options, here's why people hold each one, and 
And on balance, here's what, here's what I think probably is, is the case. Or sometimes I say, well, we really don't know for sure the exact spot, but this is the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing I found is using humor. Uh, and there are some places where uh, rather than getting upset or, you know, d- d- being kind of dogmatic, uh, you take it with a, with a grain of uh, a sand and uh, a bit of humor, and uh, uh, you, you, you just make it a lot easier for people. And, and actually, Mark Twain was my hero in that. You know, he wrote The Innocents Abroad, and uh, he has humor all the way through that as he traveled through Israel. And one of my favorite spots, he, he's on the, the uh, Temple Mount, and the guide points out at one of the little buildings up there and says, this is the spot where David and Goliath used to sit and judge the people. <laughs> And then Twain says, well, the, the, uh, one of his fellow travelers says, it wasn't David and Goliath, it would have been David and Saul. And uh, uh, he says, uh, well, the guy told me David and Goliath, and he ought to know. <laughs> so uh, he just, he, obviously Twain didn't believe it at all, but right. uh, the humor helped him get through the situation. And, and I thought, you know, share, share with people, give some humor. But what's amazing is how many places we do know, mm-hmm. the exact spot or yeah. the right area. And uh, you look over the spot and say, this is the spot. You know, maybe it's 100 yards that way or this way, but this is the area. And uh, it, it gives us that sense of authenticity. So when we read the Bible, we've got a visual reminder of what it looked like there. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Dr. Charlie Dyer, who has put together Experiencing the Land of the Book, a life-changing journey through Israel. And Charlie, this has a lot of pictures. Where did they come from? Did you personally take them, or how did, how did they get into the book? Virtually every picture in there is one I've taken. I, I think I have like 25,000 pictures on oh, my computer wow. hard drive. Wow. I'm, I'm always looking for the perfect picture. I've never found it, but I'm just nuts. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll show people the sites, and then while they're looking around, I'm taking more pictures, always looking for that one. Uh, but what I found was uh, you can talk about sites, but really if, if it's a book trying to show the, the travels through Israel, it's the sites themselves that uh, make the difference. And I, was, I, I wanted, and Moody was gracious enough, to do it. We have over 250 pictures in that book. Wow. Uh, color, just trying to, to help people visualize what it looks like at each of these sites. Mm-hmm. So before we let you go, Charlie, I know that obviously uh, you had mentioned that people will, their lives would be basically changed if they went to the, the Holy Land. But mm-hmm. what would you tell somebody that's that's got the ability to go they physically, mm-hmm. uh, you know, financially, but maybe are fence sitters? What would you What would you say to that person? I'd say to them, do you want to know God better? And do you want to know the Bible better? Mm. Uh, going to Israel is worth, uh, I, I used to say a semester, I think it's now close to a year, a year in Bible college or seminary. Uh, when you come back, you'll read the Bible in a totally different way, mm-hmm. and you'll experience it because you'll now have a visual picture of what it's like. I was teaching at seminary before I ever went the first time. I came back, taught the same class I'd been teaching and felt like I'd never even read that part of the Bible before. It made that much of an impact on me, and I found over the years it makes that same impact on others. So if you've got the ability uh, physically, you've got the ability financially, sign up uh, any trip and and go. Uh, You will never be the same once you get home. Mm. So when's your next trip? Uh, Actually, in March. In fact, it's terrible. I I just had knee replacement surgery a month ago. Oh, my. So I am am hobbling around, but I've got a goal in mind by by early March. I've got to be able to walk those hills and and, uh, up those steps and uh, get ready to go. I have two trips back-to-back. Wow. Uh, They're both filled, and and, uh, I'm going to be—I may be hobbling, but I'm heading to Israel. (laughs) Well, great. Well, this is a great resource, Experiencing the Land of the Book, A Life-Changing Journey Through Israel, Dr. Charlie Dyer is our guest this morning. And of course, you can hear The Land and the Book every Saturday afternoon at one o'clock here on Moody Radio. Hope you'll join the program. 
And of course, uh, check out this resource. Charlie, Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, Ken, Deb, thanks for you, and I hope you have a great New Year as well.